Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's going to be a really cool episode chatting with Jeff from Stealth Performance Products, and we're going to be talking about adding power to a daily driver truck used for towing and some products that they have, whether it's a, a newer diesel truck or an older one and some of the, the feedback that they've gotten from customers over the years and ways you can pick up a little bit of power and do it really easy. Before we get to the podcast. So we want to thank a couple of our sponsors. First is Mishimoto. And if you guys are looking for products to cool your diesel truck down, whether it's transmission, intercooler, and there's a bunch of other products that they have as well. Make sure to go to Mishimoto.com, check out what they have. And if you're a shop owner and you're looking to stock Mishimoto products or a customer comes in and, and wants one of their products, make sure and check out Turn 14 Distribution. If you're not set up with them already, they've got warehouses across the United States, have a super easy system to order, and you get a diesel-specific account representative. So if you have questions about you know, a particular product or how fast you can get it or anything like that, they're more than happy to help you guys out. All right, let's get to the podcast with Jeff from Stealth Performance Products and chatting about adding power to your daily driver and tow truck. Jeff, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. It's going to be cool to chat with you today and uh, learn more about Stealth Performance Products and yourself and the things that you guys are working on. So I'm, I'm really excited to be able to be able to talk with you today. Uh, yes, sir. Thanks, Patrick. We appreciate you uh, letting us come on here. Definitely enjoy listening to your your guys' podcast and um happy that we can be, you know, kind of the same position as all your other wonderful sponsors and vendors and stuff like that you guys have. What's really cool and one of the big reasons I was looking forward to chatting with you today is we have a lot of new diesel truck owners that find the podcast, whether it's on YouTube or through a podcast app. And one of the most common questions that we get is, well, what is the first thing I should do to my truck? And I was thinking back to when I was new, and never, you know, I didn't have a diesel, wasn't around him. I got my first one. And the first thing I wanted to do was just get more performance out of it. I wasn't looking for a race truck. I wasn't looking to do anything like that. I just wanted a little bit more. Like once the initial excitement of just the factory, you know, horsepower and torque and that kind of stuff wore off. And that's where I think a lot of truck owners are. And even people who have owned trucks for a really long time they just want a little bit more for for towing and the daily driving experience so looking forward to learning more about stealth performance products and what you guys do and how you deliver that to people uh yes sir so yeah we um i, I kind of was in the same situation that you were when i first got my first i had an 05 cummins 59 um first diesel truck i owned came from a from a hemi um and I was like, oh, yeah, this thing is sweet, you know, whatever. But you always kind of get that itch after you have it for a while. Um, there's an old saying that everything's fast for a week, yeah. and then you just kind of want more. Um, but the, the market has definitely changed with these newer trucks. Um, I would say kind of the, the – from what I've seen, I'm kind of a Ram guy at heart. Um, 
So the first thing I noticed was like when the 13s come out, which was when they introduced DEF for the non-cabin chassis trucks. And I would say that's kind of where the game changed um, when it came to tuning and emissions and, and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, everybody we were all used to, you had to go out and buy a tuner, you had to flash it, you know, do all this other stuff to make any sort of power out of them. Um, but when these newer trucks came out, well, the, you don't have to do that anymore. Um, especially if you're, well, I would say, 99% of our customers, um, they're, I would say they're older people that, you know, they tow an RV or they're hotshot drivers. Um, they're, they're daily driven vehicles, but they're, they were purchased to work. Um, not so much of, hey, I want to run, you know, low tens and a quarter mile. This is definitely not the kind of product for that. Um, but this is an option that you don't have to go buy a tuner to unlock your computer. You don't have to remap it. You don't need, you know, a master's degree in electrical engineering to figure out how to, you know, change your VE tables and VGT and, and stuff like that. Um, it's a plug and play module for 99% of our applications. Um, use OEM style connectors, plugs in under the hood. Um, most applications, again, it's like a 15 to 20 minute install. So if you can unplug and plug in, you know, an OEM push lock connector, this module can be installed. Uh, I would say the biggest difference with our module versus like a traditional tuner is you don't have to unlock the computer. So like I said, this is it's a plug and play thing, but you're not interfacing with the OBD2 port, your, your serial data, you know, nothing like that. It's plug and play, you're good to go, and it's, it's only focused on like your low to mid RPM power ranges or like you and I driving back and forth, you know, to work every day, you know, towing a camper on the weekends, you know, whatever it may be, you got a gooseneck trailer and some, some toys on the back, you're not holding it on the floor the entire time. You know, most of your throttle input, 25% to 50% throttle, you know, where that, that usable power, that's, we use that term a lot, is, is usable power, um, where most of our customers actually need it. So that's one of the things that, that can be tough, especially for a new truck owner is when like, okay, I think I want to go this direction and get a bit more power and you'll see either advertisements or you'll read on an article or a forum or a social media page about peak power. And it's exciting in the sense of, you know, if you put the pedal to the floor, this is what it's going to do. But the actual daily driving part is nowhere even near that. And so it's that, that, that usability or that usable power that you mentioned is what's so key. And I know just from my own experience, that's what I used to get caught up in is I would look at a bunch of different options and say, well, which one makes the most power and having, you know, bought two or three or four of them and experienced it myself. I'm like, the only time I really experience this is, you know, once a month when I go to the track or whatever it might be, but I feel like I'm leaving a lot on the table, just going around town or getting on the highway or, or something like that. And so I wanted to ask you with that particular aspect of it, you know, let's just take a, um, a, a Ram Cummins is when you guys are looking at designing a product and then offering it to your customers, what can they expect as far as, and it's kind of subjective in the way of, you know, how we feel driving a vehicle, but what is different versus stock versus, you know, the module and that, you know, say a thousand to 2300 RPM range. 
Um, so that's actually like perfect when you talk about that RPM range. Um, again, going back to I'm, I'm a Ram guy, so like I daily drive a 13, and it's had a module on it for like four years now. Um, so it, it's it's like my baby. Like when I, when people when I talk to people about it, I get really excited about talking about the Cummins <laughs> module. Um, but that when you talk about that that 1500 to 2200 RPM range, that's again that's where most of your driving happens. Um, and talking about the 68 RFE transmission, um, opinions aside, whatever people may think about it, um, so that the factory torque converter on that transmission, the stall speed is around 2200 RPM. Um, so unless the converter is locked, if it's just in that unlocked position or whatever, the module is focusing power on that power range right there. So when we talk about 1500, I would say that 2300, 2400 RPM range, um, say when you're taking off from a stoplight and you've got, you know, 19,000 pounds the back of the truck or, or whatever, you kind of roll into that throttle, the converter stalls up, and then the truck starts to pull, you know, that's where we're adding the power. Um, not like I've got a hole on the floor and it's, it's making power all the way up to 2,800 when, you know, it kind of falls off from there. Um, so that, that, again, that usable power range is, is kind of where it matters to most, but it also complements the factory automatic transmissions in these trucks the same, whether it be, you know, the Allison or, you know, the Ford transmissions. I mean, now, you know, GM and Ford, they're sharing the same 10-speed automatic, um, but they're all kind of stalled in that same range. So focusing the peak power where the module comes in, where that, you know, that factory torque converter is, so you're not like wasting power down low, but you're adding it actually where it does matter. That's what's changed so much versus say probably like when you had your 05 or 06, which is right around the time I started to get an interest in diesel trucks. There, there was no real consideration for when is the power coming on with the stall speed. And that's where sometimes people wouldn't enjoy the driving experience with it. And so to see, you know, from that early time, until now, especially with these newer trucks and how refined they are with, you know, even the 68 RFE has come a long way and the 10 speed Allison and Ford transmission. That's, that's something that I think that's really important for anyone who owns one of these new trucks is how is this upgrade working with other components on the truck? Correct. Yeah, I, I agree. And there's especially like a lot of, a lot of our customer base, um, a lot of our advertising is, is word of mouth, actual real world customer feedback. Um, and it's, so that brings in a lot of newer customers. Um, and it's, this is generally like their first diesel truck that they've purchased. Yeah. It's always kind of like when I got sucked into the market, it's you always buy the trailer or the toy first and then realize like, ah, my truck, you know, yeah, this, my Hemi or my five, three or my, my LQ four, whatever, like this is cool and all. But how would it really be if I was pulling it with a 6.7 Power Stroke, you know, a Duramax or a Cummins, and then you, you buy the toy and then you end up buying the truck afterwards? Um, so you get that new customer that's like, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, I kind of want more power out of it. I want, you know, more responsiveness out of the truck. Because, you know, diesels, they're inherently lethargic, um, if that's the correct term to use. Because, you know, everything happens off of, the explosion of diesel, you know, inside the engine versus a, a gasser where you've got a throttle body and injectors and stuff like that. So they're kind of inherently, you know, kind of, they feel kind of dead or weak a little bit. 
even though they're really not because they're making 800, 900, 1,000 pounds of torque now. Um, so with the module, you get that, again, that more low to mid-range power, but that also helps with overall responsiveness of the truck. It feels more more alive. You know, it's like when boosted guys talk about, the oh, it's cold weather season, so it's boosted season, you know, but it feels stronger um, in that seat of the pants. But that's that's kind of what the module is, and it's, it's a smooth transition of power. Um, going back to how the older trucks were, like the non-VGT turbos, and then the newer trucks that all have VGT on them, and it's, you know, they're like, oh, the truck feels kind of dead, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'm like, I remember the day I got my 05 Cummins, and it was just, you're just waiting on the turbo to do something, and then yeah. the truck would take off, you know. But now they're, they really are very smooth. The trucks are very refined, um, especially like the 2021 models, the series trucks. They're so quiet, too. You don't hear the old clackety-clackety of the old, you know, like the old 12 valves and, and, and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's a different world. Um, I like the way the market's going now. I like the way the trucks are going now. They're very powerful, but they're very drivable. They're very usable. It's not just an old-fashioned Mack dump truck, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's definitely it's a new market, you know, since, since trucks have taken off in the past years. Now, as far as the install, you'd mentioned the time frame, you know, 15, 20 minutes and, and the factory connectors. If you could just walk us through, you know, somebody gets the product, how do they, how do they install? I know it might vary just a little bit, you know, based on Power Stroke Cummins or Duramax, but just to give somebody an idea of what to expect when UPS or FedEx drops off a box and they got a product, what are they going to be looking at when they go in the garage? All right, so um, I'm just going to use so like an L5P, 17-up L5P, um, which is a fairly popular product of ours. Um, you'll get the module. We do list our illustrated instructions and install videos on our website, um, which I encourage a lot of customers to say if you are like, I don't know if I have the ability to do this, you can look at it beforehand. So we, we encourage you like, you know, I'm not saying that everybody's mechanically inclined or not mechanically inclined, but some of the stuff, it, it's just not, that person's not kind of made for it. So you can check that out before you actually buy it. Um, let's say you, you know, you got a new L5P, you buy our module, you get it, um, open the box up, you're going to have the module itself, you'll have the, the harness that plugs into your, your fuel rail pressure sensor and your MAP sensor, so your manifold absolute pressure sensor, and that's what's going to read engine boost pressure. Um, you'll have your install instructions. We have a sticker in there. Um, and if they purchase the selectable power level module, um, it, there'll be a switch included with it. Um, we also do sell a preset module that's locked into what we call our medium setting, which is a good all-around towing, daily driving setting, you know, whatever. Um, but you'll get the module. Um, something I, I like to throw out there with these new trucks that have these um, proximity keys or these smart keys or whatever when you approach the vehicle with your key in your pocket, the, the vehicle senses that. Your body control module senses, oh, the key is coming up, um, and it kind of wakes your computer up. Um, so what you're going to want to do is make sure that you leave your key inside. Um, go ahead and open your hood, and there's, we do have pictures that show where all the sensors are, but it's, it's as simple as unplugging your, your factory fuel pressure sensor, taking the included harness, plugging one part of the harness into the sensor itself, the other part of the harness into the vehicle's engine harness. Um, you'll do the same for your MAP sensor, 
unplug it, plug it in, and plug that in. Um, we like we encourage people to route the wiring and stow the module somewhere where it's not going to be affected by heat. You know, by all means, don't lay the wiring harness on top of your EGR cooler or exhaust. You know, how it routes on top of the engine or whatever. Definitely don't do that. Um, kind of stow it out of the way. The modules are weather resistant. They've got um, weather gaskets on all the connectors on the on the harness itself and on the module. Um, so they're they're pretty stout, but you still want to be mindful of it. It's resistant, but don't dunk it in water by any means. Um, and that's really all. It's going to be it. You know, close the hood, fire the truck up, and and kind of be on your way. So, like I said, with with most applications, it's a 10 to 15 minute install. Um, some are more annoying to install because of where the factory installs the fuel pressure sensor. So some of them you might have to kind of be a contortionist a little bit to to lay on top of the engine to access it. Um, but we definitely like to be upfront about how the module is installed so you know what you're getting into before you actually purchase it. I think that uh, having the videos is what's really cool too. So if you know I order one for a power stroke, I know exactly what to look for where the, where the you know connectors are going to be and then how to use the supplied harness to be able to do that which is almost one of those kind of smaller things that could be overlooked um or i'd say definitely in the early days of diesel it kind of was you know you might get one sheet that will show you how to do something but with so many people being new to diesel and just maybe they're not familiar with where these particular connectors are is having good information like that out there, especially visually where you can see it. It definitely helps the whole process of, of installing and probably limits, you know, the amount of people have to call while they're, you know, they've got connectors unplugged from their truck and, and they need help on, you know, in, in the afternoon or a weekend or something like that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. And um, so with, I'm glad you kind of brought that up. Um, we're, we're big on on customer feedback, kind of like I alluded to earlier. So we've learned um, from customers saying, oh, I'm having issues with this, or they're like, hey, I found a better way or an easier way, or hey, here's, here's kind of what I saw during installation. So it, you can take that customer feedback and use it like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, I'm going to mention that, you know, to somebody else saying if they're, you know, having issues accessing it or, because a lot of these installations come down to how was the how was the fuel rail tapped from the factory, and how the, are the threads oriented on the sensor itself? Because it, it'll you know change on how where you got to put your thumb and push and twist and kind of pull from or whatever, and it can make it from a really easy installation to a really no, annoying installation. Um, for example, my wife's vehicle it's got um, a version of the three liter Power Stroke in it and accessing the fuel pressure sensor, again, depending on how it was, the rail was threaded and how the sensor's oriented, 
either it's, oh, I can just reach my thumb in here, release it, and pull it out, or it's i got to wrap my finger around this thing, kind of push this way or whatever. Um, so hearing feedback from our customers, we can say, hey, look out for this if your truck is kind of it's set up this way. Even though they're all the same, just a little bit of difference on how that plug's oriented could mean, oh, well, how do I get my hand in here kind of deal. Um, but that's we're, we're actually available for tech support like 24-7. Um, we've answered calls in the middle of the night because we are in different time zones. Um, we're kind of all over, we're spread out all over the country, um, which gives us the advantage of we can be there for the customer, so they're more than welcome to to call us, you know, leave a voicemail, we'll get back to you as soon as possible, send us a message on Facebook, shoot us an email, whatever. Um, we're definitely here to help, and we're always looking for customer feedback, like, hey, you know, use the customers because this, this product, after all, is made, you know, for a customer. So if you let them kind of, like, build how they want to see it to be installed, how they want to see the directions to be, how they want to see this to be, you're tailoring it exactly to them. You're not like force feeding them like you will do it this way kind of thing. So, I think that's really cool. And not even related to like truck stuff, but for myself, like I'll get something and I'll look at the instructions. And a lot of times, whatever I have for whatever reason, it's just a little bit different than what the instructions show. Like you were mentioning with how they, you know, tap the the rail and, and the position of the connector. And if it's a little bit different, it might change how, how you remove the factory connector. Um, and so I think having that feedback available for customers is really awesome because it's one of my biggest complaints as a consumer is like, sometimes the instructions are a little too general and I'm like, why isn't this going on or why isn't this yeah. working? <laughs> it's <laughs> and like it's Saturday crankshaft and you're like, how, what do you mean access crankshaft? I'm going to pull the bottom end out now. <laughs> Now, for um, for the the engines in the years that you guys cover, if you could give us a rundown of you know, if someone's listening, they're like, "This is this is what I want. I want something simple, easy to install. I'm you know, towing every day, using my truck for work. What what year ranges do you guys support?" So for for Ford, we offer from '99 to 2019. So that covers seven three six zero six four six seven. Um, we are working on 20 plus for Ford. Um, Duramax is 11 through current, so 2021. Um, we're slowly bringing in products for the older Duramaxes. Um, generally, we've tested all the older ones back to, I believe, the LBZ, um, and then up from there, or the LB7. GM uses funky words, and I, it's hard for me to keep them all straight. Um, so 11 through 21 for Duramax, and then for Cummins is going to be your common rail, so, you know, 2003 all the way up to 2018. Um, this does not include cabin chassis for Ram. They're, they're kind of weird with 13 through 18 cabin chassis trucks, but we've got something that a lot of those hotshot drivers that are looking for, we have something in the works for them, and they're going to absolutely love it once we come out with it. Um, we also have... So 3.0 Power Stroke, we've got 2.8 Duramax, um, 5.0 Cummins for like the Nissan or whatever. So we have some kind of oddball applications. Um, Three-liter diesel Land Rover, we've got that too. Um, so we're, we're getting into the smaller diesel market because I really wish it was more popular than what it was in the States because those little engines are very capable for what they are. Um, 
but we're kind of focused on the larger, the 6.6 and the 6.7 engines. That's a really interesting point because we've been hearing from a lot of these episodes that we do is about everyone's desire, no matter what product they make, if they're a racer, if they're coming on to do a restoration, whatever it might be, we're all connected by the love of diesel for however we use it. And it's been really encouraging to see in the last however many years of there being other choices, whether it's a Ram 1500, the F-150, um, the Sierra Silverado half tons, that kind of stuff. And we all just want to see that grow and become more mainstream to be able to grow the diesel, the, the diesel community, you know, the amount of people that, uh, you know, are in it and just be able to change it from what it, what it has been, which is very much gas dominated verse, you know, Europe. And we've had some guests on from, um, England and other places, and they're they talk about the things they do over there, can do with these engines, and I'm like, I wish we could do that here. You guys are so far ahead of us with these different things and um, different platforms and engine swaps and stuff. So I definitely want to you know see that to to keep growing. I agree with that, and it's definitely it's a state thing, but I I don't know if there was a lot of kind of how the market used to be and how people saw diesels um, that weren't really familiar with them they're, or they're kind of scared because it's an unknown forum or, or, you know, whatever. Um, definitely one of my personal favorite platforms is the, the three liter power short platform, um, which is based off of the three liter diesel that comes out of the 17 through current Land Rover. So it's a three O they call it the three O lion. Um, but it's Ford took that and, changed the turbocharger, changed the crankshaft on or whatever, and then stuffed it in the F-150. Um, you know, stock, that's 440 foot-pounds of torque in a little 1500, but it's also getting 27, 28, 29 miles a gallon on the interstate. So this has now become a, well, I can tow with it on the weekends, I can pull my boat with it, um, but I can commute long distances in with, you know, as well. And I think as these, I'm hoping, you know, I would like to see these engines become more popular and auto manufacturers take notice and are like, you know what? Yeah, in the new Expedition, you know, we'll put a little diesel in the Expedition or whatever. Or so like GM, you know, they're talking about putting the Duramax in the Tahoe. I think that's going to be a game changer too if people take notice to that of I can have this large uh, SUV that I can fit my whole family in. I can tow a boat with it. But I can also have a diesel option where it's going to get, you know, 25 plus miles per gallon. You know, that's, I really hope that auto manufacturers take notice of customers buying more of those. And that's really cool. If you, you know, think back, you know, gosh, a really long time ago. Um, but like, you know, with the, the V10 Ford or the V10 Ram, and you definitely had a trade off, you know, between you know, going with that larger gas motor, not really good fuel economy you're going to get, but, you know, on paper it could have kind of the numbers for it, but it wouldn't be something you'd want to commute with. And then on the opposite side, you'd have a diesel. And back then, you know, at, at, at that time, it, it might have kind of a stigma attached to it. It's allowed, it's obnoxious. Um, you know, it's, it's really expensive if, if you got to fix it, you know, that was the, the thought process back then. And it's, it's really cool to see that change now where 
440 foot pounds of torque in a half ton truck or you know even more depending on which truck and engine we're talking about and being able to take it on a road trip and get great fuel economy it's just the the amount of choices that there were 20 years ago versus now is just light years different yeah and i agree and there as we go on and as you know federal regulations change the engines are they're getting better um we talk about stigmatism you know stigmatisms yeah saying you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> stigmas um <laughs> yeah I'm, i can't see crap um <laughs> we talk about like stigmas and diesels when like def was first introduced mm-hmm. the class eight market saw it first with the over-the-road trucks and stuff and then um i believe ram was the last one to kind of convert over to, to def and it was it was a bumpy ride at first i would say with the reliability of emissions um but they're they're way, way better than what they used to be. Um, cause it was always, you, know, you got to get that crap off here. You got to get that crap off there. Um, but I think the automakers have kind of ate enough money in recalls and warranty work and stuff like that, where as slowly we've got on, they are, they're very reliable. There's not a lot of maintenance that has to be done on them. Um, something that comes to mind is like the 07 and a half through 12 Cummins, you know, every 60,000 miles, you were supposed to pull the EGR cooler off of it, clean it, you know, clean the valve, all that stuff. You know, once they introduced DEF, that uh, interval went away because the amount of soot that was being ingested by the engine from the EGR was drastically reduced. You know, and then you talk about, like, the 19 Cummins and, you know, the new L5P and the, the new Power Stroke to where they are, they're more efficient with power. So you can make a thousand foot-pounds of torque, but it's not sutting the engine up. It's not blowing. You know, when we talk about blowing smoke, like the old old Cummins and stuff like that. You know, my old 05, putting a tune on it. You know, gosh, it, it would blow so much black smoke, and it was only making, you know, 900 foot-pounds of torque or whatever. Then you talk about a new Cummins where it's making, you know, a thousand foot-pounds of torque. You know, and everybody else with their, you know, a thousand plus, which is insane you know, to think about that it's made it that far, but they're, the fact that they are, they're cleaner burning, they're more reliable, it's, they're more drivable, they're all around, the, the diesel market itself is, I believe, going in a very good direction. And I'm, I'm glad that we're offering products and developing products for those vehicles specifically. What kind of what kind of new stuff are you guys working on? So we've been we've had some stuff kind of in the wraps for for a while now. It's definitely taking a lot longer than we wanted to. Um, well, we have a, a completely new generation module we're going to release for the fifth gen Cummins. Um, that's going to be the first platform that's going to be on, uh, or the first application that's going to be on the platform for the 19 plus. Um, all I have to say is it's going to completely changed the way that us, Stealth Performance, um, develops modules and, and releases them. It's going to be much more user-friendly. Um, there's a lot of features that we're adding that have customers, again, we're talking about that customer feedback. You know, when we ask, what would you like to see in a product? You know, what kind of features or what kind of options or, you, you know, whatever. Um, we've taken a lot of that to heart. And we're adding a lot of those features that customers, you know, mention um, into this new product. Um, it's going to be much faster, more reliable, more consistent. You know, all the 
I always tell people we're a continuous process improvement style company. Um, you know, nobody's perfect, but if you have the opportunity to make something better, well, you should definitely absolutely do that. Um, but our flagship module, when it comes out, it'll be for the fifth gen. Um, we've been running it on a couple of our test vehicles for a while now. Um, we've got a 19HO that it's been on. The boss has been driving it around. Other than him putting more tires on the back of that thing than anybody that I know, um, absolutely love it. The smooth, you know, continuous power that's come out of this new module, and it's making more power than what we've seen in our, our previous products. Um, I'm not sure if it's just that engine itself and how it responds, um, but we're definitely super excited with what we have um, set up for, this, for the new Cummins. Um, other applications will follow suit. So the 20-plus power stroke will be on that platform and will eventually convert all of our modules to this new platform. It's still going to connect the same way. It'll still be plug-and-play under the hood. We're still talking about the, you know, the no footprint left behind. You're not having to unlock the computer or tune it or, you know, anything like that. Still on the same concept, you know, low to mid-range power where you need it. Um, but it's just going to be on a better, more improved, you know, product that we can release to our customers. Yeah, I know because we've touched on a lot of different trucks, a lot of different year ranges, and there's a lot of, you know, different kind of truck owners that are going to be listening, whether they tow or daily driver. They just want to have, you know, a little bit more fun, you know, going to work or, or on vacation, you know, with their truck. If they got questions and they want to ask you guys, hey, I've got a L5P, um, what kind of power am I going to get? Or, you know, what will it give me for this particular driving scenario or a Cummins or a Power Stroke? What's the best way for people to get in contact with you guys? Um, so, uh, first, we do have a website, and it is uh, stealthperformance.com. On our website, like on the front page, we have all of our products listed, um, any products that are in development right now. So, the new, the 2020 Power Stroke, the 19 Plus uh, Cummins or whatever, we have the ability so customers can sign up on there. Just click on the link. It'll say in development. You can enter um, a phone number or an email, you know, whatever it may be. Once that product's available, we'll shoot you, shoot you an email or shoot you a text message or, you know, call you whatever um, to let you know it's available. Um, you can also, you know, send us a message on Instagram, Stealth Performance Products on there. You can get a, get a hold of us on Facebook, you know, send us a message. Uh, give us a phone call. Uh, we have a toll-free number. It's 888-613-4304. Um, we've got customer service representatives, tech support, sales, warranty, um, if you're interested in becoming a dealer for us, we have a pretty extensive dealer network. Um, we've even got dealers in Alaska. We've got, you know, wherever you may be, say if you buy a module and you don't want to install it yourself, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to one of our dealers or installers, and they can take care of that for you. Um, you can also find all of our dealers on our website. Um, it's, there's a little hyperlink box on the right, a little drop-down, um, and there's a dealer section. Or if you want to become a dealer, you can fill out our form on the website too and then get a hold of us that way. That's a, that's a really awesome feature that I've recently started using is like I was looking at a, a coding product and they had a dealer locator and there's a place like, I don't know, 10 minutes from me. And it made it so easy for me to get done what I needed done because they're listed on the website. I call them up. They're like, yeah, we, we do this all day long. I go in there you know, a few days later you know, the, the parts ready for pickup 
and it, it's so cool when you can see the connection between you know the manufacturer and a place local to you if if you don't want to install it yourself and it's so it's just so simple and it, it's way you know different than you know calling around and hoping somebody may know how to install it maybe they do maybe they don't and just that un, just removing that unknown from it but absolutely and especially if you've got like a rapport dealt with a dealership already or, yeah. or you know it's or if you want to see hands-on product before you even buy it or like, Hey, what am I getting myself into kind of deal? Cause we all like the window shops, you know, and walk into like, Oh, look at all these, these winches and these batteries and all like, then you just kind of like, you go down the modding rabbit hole of, I need all these things for my vehicle right now. And it's, it's way different when you can see it in person. <laughs> um, so we, we've got a lot of great dealers. Um, their phone numbers and addresses are listed on the website and it's got a little thing where you can, uh, put in your zip code and it gives you a radius of all the closest ones. Um, so we, we pretty, we make that, you know, fairly easily. Hopefully the dealers keep their addresses and stuff updated because you know, we don't want to deal with that. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time today, Jeff, chatting with us and, you know, educating us and our, and our audience on some different options and, and, and a way to get that, that, that daily driving experience, which it seems like it's been a, a theme on the podcast this year is, a lot of just the daily driving part. And I'm not sure if that's because most of the racetracks haven't been operating this year, but it's like the, the kind of content people have been wanting and the guests that they've suggested, it's, it's way more about, you know, how's this truck going to operate when I tow or if I, you go on vacation or I'm driving around town versus, you know, the, the race part. So that, that's what really got us excited. I know a lot of people listening are going to be excited as well is that's where we're spending most of the time and you know what am I going to feel different and what is going to be different versus just a stock truck absolutely and I, I don't like again I don't know if it's just the 2020 thing going on right now um, but I, I have noticed like the recreational vehicle market has went through the roof yeah because you've got a lot of people that are they're home with their families now um, more often than, you know, kind of before. So people are, they're starting to get out and do things. Um, and so they, they're like, Oh yeah, I, I need a camper now. I need 15 side by sides. I need a boat. I need, you know, this, 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 you know, so I can go out and do more with my family. And then they're like, Oh, you know, I kind of want a little bit more power. Um, and that, you know, that's kind of where we come in and, you know, everything that we sell, we stand behind it 100% that it works exactly as we advertise it to for a lifetime. Um, we will even pay shipping back and forth, you know, if, if there's any sort of issues at all. We take customer service very, very seriously. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't sell a product that we do not use every single day. Like I just drove 4,800 miles from Arkansas to Alaska, you know, through British Columbia in the Yukon Territory, but you know, without a doubt, module kicked butt the entire time. It's re- reliable. You know, I didn't have. There was no concerns about it, um, and, you, and you can just keep on trucking. It's a, it's like in the back of your mind where you know it's working. You just let it do its thing. You know, whatever. And then if you have any questions or concerns, like I said, just give us a phone call, and you know, we're more than more than happy to help out. Don't forget, Diesel fans, if there's any questions you had on the products or 
you know, anything that Jeff mentioned on the podcast, make sure to go to stealthmodules.com. You can check out the full product line that Stealth has. And if you have questions, give them a call. They're more than happy to help you guys out. And also, if you're looking to cool down your truck, whether it's EGTs or transmission temperatures or really anything related to your truck, make sure and go to mishimoto.com. And for our shop owners out there, we know you guys are listening. If you're looking to stock Mishimoto products, check out Turn 14 Distribution. Give them a call if you're not set up already. They'll get you set up with an account representative and then also an online account so you can just log in see inventory products rebates tons of different things that are going on in the diesel industry until next time keep the shiny side up